Welcome to the newest episode of Big Bang Wrestling. I'm Marcus Dunaway. And I'm Nick Rogersville. And we are the hosts of Big, Big Bang, Bang Wrestling. Wrestling. That's right. Now, sorry we missed you guys last week. Somebody decided they wanted to get sick, you know, but... And somebody decided they wanted to work late the day before. Oh, look, I couldn't help that. You, know, you had a choice <laughs> on getting sick. But... Yeah, yeah. yeah anyways, we're going to make up for that this week. Got a lot to talk about, a lot to cover. we really try to go into details about what's going on really outside of the ring more so than inside. Yeah, a few interesting things going on outside of outside the arena. Well, one thing we got a t- actually he's now an Impact Hall of Famer talking about a dream match he wanted to have. Oh yeah, that's We're right. We're going to talk about you know what are some of the worst spots the better spots of the, this week's wrestling. Talking about Cody getting his name back. Yeah, they got a lot. To, like I said, a lot, like you said, you know, too, a lot to talk about. Yep. And another little twisting, well, not really twisting, but new details in that whole situation that occurred between Del Rio and, and Paige, Paige here yep. recently. Yeah, so, Del Rio's going off the deep end again. So yeah, that's, that's not a surprise there. No, not at all. So, without any more waiting, let's go on and get this thing rolling. Alright, so recently we've got the Ring of Honor Peer Tournament finished up and we had Jonathan Gresham that actually beat Tracy Williams and he used his octopus stretch. So that's a pretty big win for Gresham who's he's been around for a little while but hasn't, uh, I mean he's always been good but he's never had really a lot of big you know, matches, moments, right. things like that. So has he always been on Ring of Honor? Or? Mostly, he's mo- mostly been Ring of Honor, and he's kind of floated around to other smaller promotions. But he's one of them people like I've never really mm. heard much about until right. we started looking more into the yeah. Ring of Honor and talking about the Pierre tournament. Uh, and well, so the first time I saw him was last year when he was at Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. That was the first time I saw him, and that's when I found out that Gresham actually is a legitimate. You know, wrestler, grappler, and you know, right. all that. So, so let's talk about this octopus good... stretch for a minute, right? Yeah, I've never, like I said, I've never watched him wrestle. It's not like an abdominal stretch or nothing. It's it's similar to an abdominal stretch, but it has more stuff added to it. Once they get him stretched, then he gets his leg wrapped around his head and all kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's they just wraps him up like a pretzel, pretty much. Well, uh, yeah, no, it was a big win for him. It was a good. It's good to see him get a win like that. So. And now that they've brought that title back and they've, you know, Ring of Honor has really changed to a more legitimate style. It's good to see a guy who is a legitimate wrestler, right. grappler, you know, win that title. So so now with the, you know, the tournament you know, wrapped up, what, two weeks ago now? Yeah. Wrapped up two weeks ago because, like I said, you know, we missed last week. Yep. But, <laughs> but so, like, now how often will this pure title be defended? Now, that I'm not sure is probably be like their world title or TV title, you know. Because that's... I'm assuming that'll be... Because that's a question I had. I, we started talking about yeah. it. So like, how often is this title going to be defended? Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming that'll be pay-per-view stuff like would it, that. Would it be know? pay-per-view? Would it be weekly? Yeah, you know, not, what, what's it going to sure be? I'm not sure what they're... Because it, it's also, as you know, the pure matches are under a different rule set anyway. Yeah. It's a different, so I don't, yeah, I don't know if that'll be just 
once a month, you know, pay-per-views or what. Right. Because I'm not sure how, they, how they're how they going to have that done. If it'll be just like the world title, you know. You know, it's, it's funny. You know, I've been saying for weeks now that I was going to start watching Ring of Honor more. Yeah. I still haven't got a chance to That comes on tonight. To what time does that come on? I think 10. Oh yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm watching it tonight, so <laughs> <laughs> I need to get caught up, and that way I know what the hell I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, it's been a good show. So what else happened? Uh, so then uh, last in our week, hiatus. Well, last weekend was Power Struggle for New Japan, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and that was a pretty good show. I mean, they have uh, there's four things I'm going to mention. The four matches, you know, the highlight spots. You know, Okada's been feuding with. With with Will Will Osprey, Osprey and Great Khan, and Okada and Khan had a special singles match, and for Okada it was actually a really short match. It was only like twelve minutes, but uh, it was really weird. They actually it wasn't bad, and they were going really well until Okada, who has stopped doing his Rainmaker clothesline and has started doing a modified like Cobra Clutch as his finisher. Really. Yeah, and it just completely killed the momentum of the match. And every as soon as he locked it on, it just died. Because it was like a high-paced match. For them, for their styles, it was high-paced. And know. then he just puts on his camel clutch. And and yeah, he just, just puts in this move. And then Khan just passes out, and that's it. Like, I was... It just... Suck the wind right out of it for me. Like the few Okada matches I've seen, he's always been real fast-paced, really kind of strategic of what he does. If most Okada matches are twenty-minute matches anyway, yeah, and this was twenty minutes, you know, and and yeah, he's normally a faster-paced guy, and he can be very methodical. And this, and it was a good up until the end. It was pretty decent. You know, they were, you know, Khan was getting in a lot of offense. I mean, and, you know, he had the claw in. Oh, he and did? And when he got the claw in, Okada countered it to that to that Cobra Clutch, that modified Cobra how Clutch he, he was doing. How did he counter a claw into a... Oh, that's, that's my point. It just kind of... I don't see how that yeah. really works. I guess it's yeah, one of the things just, I got to watch to see. I haven't watched it, it yet either. I need to. I, so now I got decent yeah. Wi-Fi. I can look this stuff up yeah. and check it out. <laughs> so, uh, well, then the next one is that uh, Shingo Takagi won the Never Open Weight title back from Minoru Suzuki, right? Who beat Takagi for the belt back in August. So, so now they're playing hot potato. No, Shingo <laughs> had had the belt all year up until August. He'd won it back in February, and he defended it three times and then lost it in August to Suzuki, and then they had their rematch for the belt, and and that was a really good match. That was a back-and-forth, just brawl, beating the hell out of each other. And, right. You know, because that's their style, and that's kind of the style of that open weight division. Right. Those matches are more hard-hitting. It's more brawl. You'll see more stuff like that, power moves strikes things like that you'll see more of that the old strong style out of those matches ah uh, see like i said now that i have better internet you can check it out i could actually start checking out some of the yeah. new japan and things like that as long as i get the time to yeah that's the big thing is just time and then uh the big news is one of the big things that came out of that was that jay white became the first guy to ever win a right to challenge contract from the 
contract holder. He uh, he beat Kota Ibushi to win. Yeah, his... that's right. I saw he put that up <clears throat> for grabs. And... Well, because you know at G one, Kota Ibushi. Yeah, won, I he saw won that, that contract. Yeah. Jay White challenged him immediately for that, and yeah, he won, and he <laughs> and he did it in the perfect heel fashion, which was a Ric Flair style dirty pin with the with feet on the road. Oh shoot! Yeah. And I loved it because all the, I, I didn't I tell you why I loved it because, you, you know, there's this thing now that everybody thinks that the heels are supposed to be these, the cool guys, the guys that like, you're not supposed to like the heel and think yeah, they're you're cool, not, you're supposed to hate them. Yeah. And I thought it was funny that all the ones that think the heels are cool and it's, you know, cool to like the heels were pissed that Jay White beat Kota really? Bushi. With a heel move when Jay White is a slimy, smarmy, smart-ass heel. Hmm. I just thought it was great. So he's doing his got, job. Yeah, yeah, I just thought it was great that they got pissed. It's like, he did what he's supposed to, what a heel's supposed to do. <laughs> he cheated and he won. <clears throat> watching too much Ric Flair. It works. That's, what it, that's the point. He's supposed to do shit like that. <laughs> But I'll tell you one thing, though. Jay White, there was an awesome spot in that match. I don't know if you've, if you've ever seen Kota Ibushi, his finisher. I'm trying to remember. It's, it's been, been a while since I've seen New Japan. His finisher is called the Kamagoye. And what it is is where he picks them up when they're down. He picks them up by their hands and sets them up and then just knees them in the damn face. Jeez. It just, like, pulls them into it. That's his finisher. Well, when he did that, Jay White countered that into his finish, which is the Blade Runner. Blade Runner, but I've heard of it. I'm trying to place what it is. It's, it's like the sister Abigail. Okay. It's like it's a swinging sto like that. But when he threw the knee, he dodged the knee and wrapped up his arm and then came back up and caught him in the. Shit. Yeah, yeah. That was yep. That was pretty sweet. But I, that was a big moment for Jay White, and that was like I said, that's the first time that contract, the contract had actually been defended fifteen times. Up until that point, the 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 contract holder had won fifteen times. Whoever it was, you know. How often do they defend their contract? It's not. An, it's not an every. It's not like every contract holder defends it. It's usually just used in certain angles and things like that. You okay. Know. So, and then the main event. We'll go on to that. It was Tetsuya Naito and Evil. Which they've been feuding for most of the year since Evil betrayed. And this is for the title too, wasn't it? Well, the double gold, the heavyweight, and yeah, no, 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 kind of, yeah. yeah. And which Naito won back from Evil also in August, but uh, yeah, they had a thirty-minute match, and of course, Bullet Club was trying to interfere for Evil and everything. Then Sonata of Lij. Right. You know, he came out and beat up Dick Togo and Yujiro from Bullet Club. And actually, <laughs> when he beat him up, he threw Togo over his shoulder. And then he had Yujiro by the pants and drug him out of the... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he literally drug them out of the, out of the arena. <laughs> In his bedazzled sparkling shoes, which was, oh, hilarious, God. which was hilarious. Just got dragged out by a man wearing yeah. bedazzles. Yeah, wearing... Sp- Sparkling shoes. <laughs> That's gotta be embarrassing. But uh, Naito, Naito won the trilogy. He's two to one over Evil now. So, okay. So I think that'll be the end of their of their feud there. 
Because like you got some rivalries that go on well, wrestling, and they drag them out. They go they way too yeah. long. Some go way to. too long. Some don't go long enough. Was that one of the ones that probably went I, I on think a little th- too long? I don't think it went too long. I think this one was just right for the circumstances of you know COVID and everything that's been going on. Yeah. New Japan needed and wanted a big angle, and that was where they went. Evil, evil betrayed Naito and Lij and joined Bullet Club. So that's been the big story of New Japan. Was, okay. Because Evil is a founding member of Lij with Naito. They're the two that started it. Oh shit! So yeah, he, that and he was walked big, out on yeah, the same group. Right, that was the big deal. So oh shit! Okay. So, but now that uh, now that Evil now they've had their trilogy, and Naito's like I said, two to one over Evil. Jay White has that contract now to challenge for the double gold. Naito's the double gold champion, so now Jay White's gonna. It's all challenge. He's gonna not, so yeah at Wrestle Kingdom in January. That's when. And that's their That'll big the pay per view. Every and it's actually going to be a two day event. I heard year. I heard about yeah. that. I did so, hear that. Last year or this this year's was the first time they'd ever done it two days. That's what. Okay, yeah. yeah. So this now this coming up would be the second, well, the second time. time. Yeah. yeah. And it's Wrestle Kingdom fifteen. So. Okay. So. Still haven't so, been around as long as WrestleMania. <laughs> Well, they've been doing Tokyo Dome shows before WrestleMania, but they just weren't. They didn't have a name for it. Yeah, it was just called the Tokyo Dome, you know. So, so that'll be interesting to see what Jay White, Jay White and Naito feud. Have they got any other matches planned for Wrestle Kingdom, or right now that's as of now? Well, yeah. well, also Kenta has the right to challenge John Moxley for the U.S. title. So that uh, match yeah. is set. That match is set for Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, it is. Well, yeah. Okay, um, going back to because because at Power Struggle, Kenta defended his contract against Tanahashi, right? And he submitted Tanahashi, so he kept his contract. Now, I think Kenta put something on uh, Twitter about yeah. uh, talking about Moxley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you he, remember what he said? Or I, I, well, I'm he's, trying to remember. He uh, Kenta won the his contract back in the summer when he won the New Japan Cup USA tournament. Right. And that tournament was for the right to challenge the for US the US title. Yeah. And ever since he's won, he's been calling out Moxley and making tweets and yeah. you know, taking jabs at Moxley any chance he, he gets. So he's been doing that for a couple of months. He's just been saying he's basically just been been saying like, Hey Moxley, where are you at? I'm here, you know. Yeah, so I, like the last, like the most I've really been hearing about was like the last couple of weeks. I've been hearing more yeah. about it. But, uh, you know, he's kind of been taunting and challenging Moxley ever since he won that, that briefcase. So. And when they finally have that match, how do you think that's going to be? If, What's your predictions? Do you think it's going to be a good match? or? Yeah, I do. Because Kenta, he's a, you know, he's a, he's a smaller guy. But yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen him wrestle. Mm-hmm. In you New know, Japan? He's a, he's a nasty striker. Yeah, he is. I kicks, watched a couple of his matches. He, you know, he invented the go-to-sleep. Yeah, and then Puck stole it from him. Yeah, he invented the go to sleep. He yeah. uses the penalty kick, which is, I don't know if you've ever seen that. That's just penalty nasty. Penalty That's kick. when the guys are sitting on their butt and then the guy just runs off the ropes and kicks them right in the chest. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he, I've seen that a few times. But yeah, you know, Kenta's strikes are just 
gnarly. His knees, his kicks, you know, and he's got submissions. Yeah, and Moxley's just a straight-up brawler. Pretty much. So, it, I think it'll be a good match just because of how good Kenta's striking is and then just Moxley being the brawler, I think it'll be a end up being a bit of a back-and-forth kind of brawl fight. More fight than match, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, And that should be good. I think those two could have a pretty decent match. It would definitely be a, a hard-hitting they're too brawl. Ma- they're b- too big of names to not oh, have a definitely, good match. definitely, definitely. I'm sure New Japan allows them the time to put yeah, on a match, too. Yeah. That's the difference between when it comes New to, Japan and WWE. Right, and when it, com- when it comes to important matches... You know, title matches mm-hmm. or feuds. You know, New Japan lets the guys do, lets them work, lets, lets them, them do what the they need to, to do. do. Yeah, you know, it's, and it's just the style of the company and the way they treat it. You know, it's they're allowed when it comes to stuff like that. It's they, they those guys get a lot of time to do what they want and what they need to. That's so. good. Then that's how it should be, though. Yeah. Now, while we're talking about Wrestle Kingdom, I want to go back to talking about Okada and Khan, right? Yeah. Okay, they had their match. Mm -hmm. As far as Okada and Khan having another match, that's pretty much done. Yeah, that pretty much killed it. And because immediately after the match, Will Ospreay jumped in the ring and challenged Okada to a match at Wrestle Kingdom. That's what I was about to ask. Was, yeah. Uh, that is, are they going to have a match at Wrestle yeah. Kingdom between so those now, two? Yeah, so now that he immediately, I mean, immediately just jumped in the ring and challenged him and I was like okay so basically they just did all that just to have Osprey challenge Okada it was kind of didn't make much sense yeah, they, they kind of made Khan look they, they just kind of yeah they just kind of they just at that point it was just kind of a throwaway match and pretty much that's what I that's just from hearing you talk well, about that's what I'm getting from it well and here's the thing and you saw the build up you, you saw when when Khan Attack yeah, Okada. They made it look so epic. Well, it's, and that's the thing. You know, they made it okay. Osprey's got his muscle. Yeah. You know, he's got his bodyguard. He's got you know his Diesel, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Diesel, you know. And you saw what he did to Okada. He wrecked him with that, with that. You know, that club. With, yeah. That slam, which is called the Eliminator. Oh, that, is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah. The claw and the slam. Yeah. And they just made it look like he was just going to be there and just start wrecking shop, you know. Shoot. But, yeah, now they did that to him, so. But, yes, right. Osprey and Okada is happening at Wrestle Kingdom. All right, well, now we talked about, you know, power struggle. We talked yep. about matches coming up at Wrestle Kingdom yep. in January. What's the exact date? You know, January. I think it's. Uh, it's like 14th, it's 15th. E- no, it's either 3rd or 4th or Whatever that first Saturday and Sunday is. First Saturday and Sunday. I think it's I think it's the third and the fourth. Might be. I'm gonna the fourth look it up real quick while I'm thinking about it. Might be the fourth and the fifth. It's but it's that first Saturday and Sunday of January. You have to work with me for me. I just got a new phone, so I'm trying to like figure out how this works. <laughs> <laughs> new phone. Right. Who dis? Right. <laughs> the first Saturday and Sunday in January. Yeah. So that's. Second and third. Yep, second and third. So, yeah, that's when it... People won't be hungover or still drunk trying to watch Japanese <laughs> wrestling. Yeah, Sounds like a great time. I, st- I think I'll actually be off. That starts at 2 in the morning here. <laughs> oh, hell. Yeah, it's like 5 o'clock over there in the, in the evening. It's like 2 and 2 a.m. here, so... So, January 1st... No, 2nd and 3rd. Yep. Be January 2nd and 3rd. What? 2 in the morning... If you're up, you can try to catch Wrestle Kingdom live. If you want to watch it live. 
like a crazy person like I do. Yeah, but I say like you do. <laughs> Yeah. So where can I watch this at if I decide to watch it? Well, that would be through New Japan World. So I think there's another website. I think they well, show New Japan. That There's a site that I use to watch wrestling when it mm-hmm. comes on. And I miss it. Don't get the DVR. Which site is that? It's called Watch Wrestling. And it's got some okay. funny names. I just go yeah. on Google. I type in Watch Wrestling. Okay. And it's one of the first sites that come up. Yeah. So it works. But, it's and, legit. Uh, and that's also... But Wrestle Kingdom is also a pay-per-view. So if you have... Oh, they got pay-per-views on there, too. What I'm saying, if you know, you can watch through Fight TV, stuff like that. Uh, yep. And, you know, as a pay, you know, you have to purchase it, but you can still go through that, you know, through that website and do that, you know, that way, too. But you cannot buy it on DirecTV or Dish for nine ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, DirecTV used to show new, every New Japan pay-per-view. They need to step their game back up. But, uh, <laughs> but let's talk about, like, what's going on. And American wrestling right now, right? Mm-hmm. There's one storyline in particular on NXT that I, that's really, to me, in my opinion, I think it's one of yeah. the better, yeah, one of the better storylines yeah. they got going on. Because uh, this dude has become the best heel in wrestling now. So I, I, somebody who hasn't been in wrestling is all of a sudden he's not people. a re- he's not a wrestler and he's, he's the, the best, best heel, heel in wrestling because MJF fucked himself over. But we'll get to that. <laughs> but Pat McAfee. He's really made an impact since really well since on he, the NXT and he's been he, coming around when they started that feud, when they started that feud with Adam Cole when it was just him and Adam Cole yeah on the on his show that was great I loved it a lot of people I did not it. know whether that was real or scripted exactly and I loved it I loved every minute of that because McAfee is a shit talker he's a, he's an asshole and it's easy to hate him. right. Which is what a heel's supposed to do. <laughs> but I didn't realize exactly how long he had been coming around WWE. Well, he, he'd been doing guest appearances and like commentating here and there. He For was like all, a, at he, least the last year the, or so. Yeah, since last year he'd been... I didn't know. I thought it was uh, just more of a re, more recent uh, thing. Last year he did. He started doing some stuff for NXT. Then he would go to... Then he was like on the pre-show for yeah. main pay-per-views uh-huh. and stuff. Then I, I think he that. had his own network show, didn't he? Had, I want to say did yes. Did he have like his own like news segment or something like that where he just shit talk everything? <laughs> I want to say yes. I, I remember something like that. He I know he's got his little, own show though. Well, like, yeah, his, his own, own show. Out, yeah, he he has his podcast. Yeah. that he does. You know, his. I don't know. Like, it just like I said, I just found out today, and it really kind of surprised me when they was talking but, about uh, him at like WrestleMania. Yeah. So he because he he been in and out. He's been around it for the last year. Yeah. But uh, I tell you though, I like I like Danny Burch, Oni Lorcan, and Pete Dunn. I like all three. They're of them. great physical guys. No, know. they're no nonsense. They're mm-hmm. there to they're there to fight, and yep. that's it. And that's God. I, that spot what was it last week? Wrong. Killian Dane. Right. Whereas yeah, well, McAfee no, they, and they, all of them were leaving. They beat the hell out of Killian Dane. Yeah, Killian Dane, Dane came yeah. out there and they just beat the hell out of him. Twice. Had him sitting <laughs> up in the car and Pete Dunn kicks the door. Yeah. yeah. And that was just brutal. In my yeah. opinion. The way it looked and the way that it was presented just looked freaking brutal. You know somebody said Pete Dunn looks like Becky Lynch with pubic hair glued to his face. <laughs> I can't unsee I don't even it. want to picture that. <laughs> 
I can't unsee it now that they said it though. Stop it! And I love Pete Dunn. You're ruining this, ruining this for me. I love Pete Dunn because he's awesome, but I, I just I can't see it. I can't unsee it now. But since Pete Dunn has come back though, yeah, yeah, this dude's got gotten freaking jacked. Yeah, he got cut. Good God. He lost some lost weight since he's been gone. The only thing though is that now his head looks abnormally large for his body. Right, I noticed that too. I didn't notice. He looks that. like a bobblehead now. But but, on, I, but I love Pete Dunn's style. Yes, that that, that, technical, that bruiser yeah. style. That yeah. well, see, he's that style. That's the old British style. Yeah, that you know, like William Regal stuff like Chris Adams, guys like that, and I love it. William Regal, he's another one that was great and, in his time. Uh, Finley, David Finley. Finley, yeah. Well, excuse me, Dave Finley. David Finley is a different wrestler, same family, but... Oh, really? Yeah, Fit Finley is who I'm talking about. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, Fit Finley. Yeah, well, I said David. David's his son, but... I know who you were talking yeah, about, though. Yeah. I, I, I could... Get the hint yeah. of who you're talking about. But Pete Dunn is like those guys, Regal, Finley, Chris yeah. Adams, that old that old hard style of British wrestling, you know, the joint manipulation mm-hmm. and all that and And he likes breaking people's fingers. Well, I love that move he does where he wraps their arm up on the floor and then stomps it. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, going back to McAfee and the storyline that's going on. Uh, he's kind of he's pretty much insisting on retiring the whole. Yeah, he said he's gonna finish. He's gonna finish the group. And he's been feuding with Adam Cole. You know, it's been a while now since a, he appeared yeah. on the Pat McAfee show. Oh, because they had a match, right? Yeah, it was NXT Takeover. It was one of the takeover back in the summer. Thirty, I believe. I think it was back in the summer. Yeah, like thirty. I but, think. Uh, yeah, they had a match, which was actually not a bad match That's considering it was McAfee's first ever. And they say Wrestling. they tore the house down. Well, uh, I forget. Because McAfee was actually training under like a legitimate old school, like legendary yeah, wrestling I was, trainer. I was like looking up the videos and everything for McAfee for this. Yeah. And I you know, come across some of his uh, wrestling videos, some of his mm-hmm. training. And uh, I got to look it up. The guy he was training under, I apologize. But, <laughs> but um, you know, continuing on with this, while you look that up. It was it last week? You know, McAfee, Oni Lorcan, Pete Dunn, yeah. and um, Danny Burch Danny Burch. had a brain fart for a minute. Yeah, they all came out there, had little banners on. Yeah, the yeah, banner in yeah they had all the. Then they said, nah, who thinks we should just throw this in the trash and set it on fire? <laughs> so that's what they ended up doing. And he cut probably one of the better promos I've ever seen him cut. Right. Yeah, that was a, that was a good one. You know, and then this, you know, he helped you know, Ernie Lorcan and Danny Burch win the tag titles from mm-hmm. Breezango. Well, they defended the titles against Breezango. They were already just champions. Just this past week. I'm yeah. talking about oh, you're like talking two about weeks the, yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like two weeks yeah, ago, they won right, the belts, right. and then they yep, just I'm defended sorry. them. I was thinking and about, it was still I was thinking about this Wednesday. It was actually like one spot in the match. I thought Breezango was about to take the titles back. Well... Tyler Breeze and Fandango both are decent wrestlers. Yeah. Just that gimmick is doesn't make any sense. Nah, not I don't really. get it. It started out as a comedy thing. Yeah, and yeah. Then well, kind of stuck with it. Well, thank God the comedy thing went away because that was ridiculous. But fashion police. Yeah, yeah, that was fashion. horrible. That was horrible. But now, 
it seems like they got a mini feud going on with Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. It seemed like those two were in between all this. Mm-hmm. I think it's like buying time kind of for um, one of the next NXT pay-per-views where I'm thinking they're setting up more yeah, war games. Yeah, I'm next. thinking it's going to end up being, which McAfee's group doesn't have a name yet, do they? Not that I've heard. I haven't seen or heard of anything or name, but it looks like we're going to, I mean, because it's at the end of the year now. And that's usually, that's when they started doing war games was towards the end of the yeah. year. So it looks like we're going to have Undisputed Era against McAfee's Mac- group. Yeah. So it is, and now here's the thing. If they do that, will McAfee be the fourth guy or will he pick a fourth guy? I would, I would think he would be the fourth guy. Well, the reason I ask is me personally, I think it would be better like if he picked a fourth guy. And then he was the one in charge of the group. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. like the manager, you know. Yeah, I can see that. Like J.J. Dillon with the Four Horsemen type thing. I'm not comparing them to the Four Horsemen. I'm just saying, Mac- and, and I'm saying McAfee, since it's his group, and they've been, all been doing all the work, he, mm-hmm. he'll get another person yeah. to come in to be that. Well, now that you've mentioned that, <clears throat> about maybe picking fourth person, you think... You have any idea who it may be? And that's the thing. I'm not really sure. It'd either be a surprise or something like that. You know, I'm not off the top of my head. I I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. Yeah. But either way, whether he's in the match or if he picks somebody. Yeah. I still think it's going to be a good because all those just, guys put on great matches. And just the only reason I think that it would go that way is because of his lack of experience. And then to go into a match like that is kind of... Yeah, but look who he's not in there way, with. It's still, but it's still not a good idea. Uh, that it, all depends it's on... Just, that's a lot of lot of risk, a lot of chance to get hurt in a match like that. And you've only had one match. Uh, it all depends, I think, on who he's in there with. To yeah. kind of protect now, him and guide now, him throughout the now, match. Granted, everybody in Undisputed Era could fucking wrestle a broom and make it look great. All four of those guys are fantastic yeah, wrestlers. They are. Every all I that is the best faction in America. But who would you consider the weak link in that group? There really is no weak weak link. That's well, the thing. So. They're really every one of them is so well rounded. I'm just so gonna good. say this. I'm gonna get this out because I've but, been thinking it for a while. But hear if, me out, right? If I had to pick a weak link, I hate to say it because I love the guy, but probably Bobby Fish. Shut up. If I had to pick a weekly. No, Roderick Strong totally. Fuck no, Roddy Strong. They made, since Roderick Strong's been an undisputed, they made him look weak. No. Yeah. No. What's the last major feud that Roderick Strong When he was North American champion. Who'd he beat? When he was North American champion, he he had a feud with... uh, Velveteen Dream. Yeah, and and he won. Yeah, I saw that one, but... Yeah. Uh, he's just—he's not one of them people that really stick. I'm not knocking a guy; he's great, but I don't think he's really one of them people that stick out like the others do. You know, you know what I mean? It's Bobby Fish. <laughs> it's not Bobby Fish. <laughs> it definitely ain't Kyle O'Reilly or or Adam Cole. No. That's for sure. But it's Roderick Strong. Bobby Fish. Roddy Strong. Roddy Strong is great. 
That being a weak link. But anyways, continuing on. <laughs> he would murder everybody that works in AEW, no problem. See, we, we, we ain't even talking about AEW. I know, because we don't need to. We'll get to that later. I, but, I, I, yeah. Yeah, anyways, I got a lot to say there. <laughs> anyways, I do have a video in case those, some who didn't see this, I have the video of when Pat McAfee assisted Birch and Morgan mm-hmm. yeah. winning the tag titles and then revealing who it was. Yeah. And also the video from that promo they cut on NXT where they burned a Undisputed Era banner. Yeah. I have videos of that and we're going to play them for your viewing entertainment right now. Honor the past while recognizing that the future is much, much better. It is now time to raise the Undisputed Era up into the rafters and never ever hear from those four little dirtbags ever again. Here's the banner in the rafter thingy. Um, We are a democracy here, are we not? I think our group we should agree on whether or not we should do this. You know, I thought this was maybe a good idea, but then as we started talking about Undisputed Era, and I was reminded of all the despicable, disgusting things that they have done, I'm starting to reconsider. But we're a team here. This is the democracy. We should vote. If you're in favor, I'm not sure you guys will be, but if you're in favor of raising the banner on this little rafter thingy, say aye. If you would rather potentially throw this Undisputed Era banner into the trash can, say I. Get the trash can. Do we have a trash can? Undisputed Era's name will never be something that's glorified because it's a piece of trash, just like Vic Joseph. Do you want to do the honors? I'll throw it. I hold this banner in my hand as a sign of something that should have never existed, something that's more dumb than anything else in the history of wrestling, and something that we will never, ever, ever hear from again after we laid waste to all of them. Congratulations to Undisputed Era on being officially dead, be done, light their asses on fire, sir. Oh, 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 oh,
I beat everyone. I'm a multiple-time World Heavyweight Champion. I'm the best in the world. The failure is personal. Because every step I took, every win I had came at an expense. And that expense is my soul. The things I had to do to become who I am are the things I had to reevaluate. I have to face them head on. I don't fear my past anymore. My past is my biggest foe. And I am here for the destruction of my past. Because I must break every attachment I have to my past to move forward to the future. The past is just a story. And once you realize that, it has no power over you. To take back that power, I must destroy my past. To take back that power, I must control my narrative. You have been warned. Alright, so as you can see from those videos, he made EC3 made a lot of references. Yeah. Especially in that first one. He was like naming off so many AEW yeah. references and then even we caught one uh, one from New Japan. Yeah, he made a couple of references back and forth around a few different. But with the promos, and he's talking about you know controlling your own destiny yeah. and pretty much writing your own narrative yeah. of where he's going to go with his career. Well, yeah, it's the same. You know, you're going to be your own person. You make, yeah. you make your own. Yeah, you, and then you may you. What, what was it that uh, you make your own fate or whatever that kind of pretty thing? Pretty much, you know? yeah, and talked about his, you know, I wouldn't call them failures, but like setbacks, you know, from when he was well, in Well, I was going to say, because when he was within, when he, and the other video, the second video, you know, was about, you know, Dixie Carter and Vince McMahon, yeah. which even though he had a lot of success and impact, it was run by Dixie Carter, and that was a lot of BS. A lot of shit went down with that, you know. Pretty bad. And then with McMahon, his career took a dive when he went into the WWE. I'm sorry. It really did. Was, they... imp- EC3 is one of the few people that Impact actually made. Yeah. He's one of the few that was actually made by Impact, and that's why WWE got him, because... You know, he's a young guy. He's a good-looking guy. He's jacked. You know, he's everything. You know, that's the guy you would want to be your world champion. He had he has the perfect look of a I'm world saying, he champion. Can, he can talk. He can work. Yep. He has the look. That's, like I said. If, Isn't if, that what McMahon usually wants? Exactly. That And that's why it blows my mind that a guy like that with so much talent. Got and, wasted. And it proved that he could do that mm-hmm. with another company. And you did, know, then that happened. He did it in NXT too, though. Yeah. No, well, he went to NXT first, and then he went to the main. But he, but even in NXT, I mean, his his career in NXT wasn't bad, but it wasn't the same. It wasn't his full potential. It, yeah, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't what it was on the main roster. That's for sure. But do you think he should have stayed longer in NXT? Well, that wasn't really his decision. They're told to go when. Yeah, they, but I'm saying, like, do you think WWE made that mistake? Of putting him I up to the main roster. I don't think it would. 
When it comes to him, it's nothing he did. It's just WWE. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They dropped the ball. I think that's just... I think WWE has so many big guys, big names already on the main roster. They're not leaving mm-hmm. anybody on NXT to really... But that was a guy, you know, because he's a young guy. He's got the talent. He's got everything, all the tools to be the top person. He does, but what did what did they do but, with him when he got to the main roster? Oh, they just shit. They all jobbed over. him yeah. to their big stars. Yeah. Which here's the thing: Would you, be, if EC3 was in the same spot that Drew McIntyre's in right now, you wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad. No, I'd be like, I'd, I'd believe it because he's believable in that spot. Yeah. If you were to put EC3 in the same exact spot where McIntyre is now. I'm you know, happy. it'd be yeah. He deserves to push. Yeah, he can. He's been world champion before. No, so WWE just dropped the ball yeah, with him. Yeah, them. they did, and now he that he and and I think he had that short little stint back of Impact. Yeah, he'd made those few appearances. He did that that one off stuff, yeah. and he was never under contract. He just did those appearances right after, but now. Now that it looks like he might be staying in Ring of Honor, yeah, I think that's a good opportunity for him. Uh, he had just had his debut and match in a six-man yeah. tag match and well, lost. Well, and it, but it was EC3 and the Briscoes, yeah. and if you know anything about the Briscoes, that's actually a pretty damn good trio. Because, like I was just talking with, uh, you know, like with Osprey and. O- uh, Osprey and Khan. Yeah. Khan being the muscle for Osprey. You know, EC3 doesn't need necessarily need a bodyguard, but he's got two rough, badass guys like the Briscoes by his side. That could be something. Yeah. I don't Like I said, I don't know if you've ever seen the Briscoes. I have a couple times. But I don't know. Have you ever seen their matches? Yeah. They've been a couple years. They're, <laughs> they're, they're pretty rough, yeah, rough, rugged, you know, you know, bruiser, brawler guys, they're pretty damn... Nasty. Yeah, they are. They're just... They do whatever it takes to win, and that's yeah, it. They really they don't, don't have any particular style. They no, just kind they of just, they go at it. They just beat the shit out of you if they can, any way they can, and that's it. And like I said, I think that has some potential, those three together. I think it that could. could be... And with the direction that Ring of Honor is going right now, EC3... That could be a guy they put the world title on. And have him carry the company. Yeah. I could see EC3 being that guy for Ring of Honor. Like I said, now that they've revamped everything mm-hmm. and they're going to a more traditional, you know, actual, like, old school style of, you know, wrestling program, right. I-, I could see that being a big thing. Do you think there's any possibility at all that he would go to AEW? Because people have been talking about that too. I don't. Because he's not really under contract with anybody. I don't. At this time, and I know it's looking more like he's gonna stick with Ring of Honor. Yeah. But everybody's saying there's a chance he might go to AEW. I don't think AEW would treat him the same way Ring of Honor would. Oh yeah, because AEW's even got big names now too. They do, but it's two completely different styles. It's almost two completely different worlds. Uh-huh. between AEW and Ring of Honor. <clears throat> and, well, we've seen what happens with EC3 when he's in a sports entertainment company with WWE. We saw how that goes. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sorry, 
people can say what they want to say, but AEW is just another WWE, and I don't see EC3 making it in a company like that. I mean, either way, wherever... Damn, I can't stop yawning. Wherever, <coughs> wherever EC3 goes, though, you already know he's going to draw he, fans with him. And that's the thing. He's the type of guy that he's an asset wherever he goes. He's going to be a draw just because of who he is. <coughs> exactly. You know, he, he's an asset anywhere he goes. He yeah. can, you know, he can, he can wrestle, he can talk, you know, he's got the look, yeah. you know. Anywhere he goes is, you know, is definitely a benefit for that company. Definitely. <clears throat> you know, talking about being a benefit, I'd, I'd say having a guy who's been a pro at this for 18 years Right, now, and that's another thing a lot of people don't realize, that he has been wrestling that long. I didn't know that yeah. until I started looking stuff up. I was like, he's been wrestling that Because, you know, he's... he's He's only mid thirties. Yeah. He's not very old, but you do you wouldn't expect him to be damn near twenty years in. And I didn't know he was signed to WWE before this last run. Yeah, when he when Florida before Wrestling. NXT we had FCW Florida Championship Wrestling. He signed uh, with them in two thousand nine. Yeah, FCW is what became NXT. Basically, but yeah, he was and he was he was there, I think he was there for about a year. I think so. He was there for about a year because I think because it was about. I know in I know in 2012 he was an impact, like yeah. 2012 13. So <clears throat> I think he was FCW, and I think when they changed to NXT, that's when he left and went to to Impact. Yeah, because I saw it said um he was no there in 2009. Yeah, but I didn't, I didn't catch when he left. But while he was there, he did win titles. Yeah, he was, I think he was actually the Florida champion, if I'm not mistaken. Dad, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. But yeah, he won the tag titles for FCW yeah, yeah, twice. He was, yeah, he was a tag champion. With none other than Fandango. Yeah, of all people. Right? Yeah, of all, of all people, him and Fandango. <laughs> and then you know, he got released from yeah. that. So that's the, that was the first time WWE released him. Yeah. In 2013. Mm-hmm. So it won't till after like 2013, 2014 when he went to the TNA. Yeah, that's when he went to Impact, and that's when he actually yeah, that's when he became this huge <clears throat> star. Yeah, he that's when he actually got noticed was over there. Mm-hmm. And he became yeah. a multiple time world heavyweight yeah. champion over there, and then WWE was just already all of a sudden so desperate to get him well, back. Well, they had, they had taken they had gotten Bobby Roode. By time by time EC three got there, they had already gotten Bobby Roode, Samoa Joe. Oh yeah. You know, they'd got these other guys that had been in Impact and TNA. Um, Eric Young was there. You know. Yeah, Eric Young, he went back. Yeah, but um, you know, Eric Young's another former Impact World Champion, and like you know what I'm saying. They did. Yeah, he, there was he a just lot of, lost a belt, didn't he? Well, I'm saying before he went to WWE, well, yeah, I was just he about was, recently, well, but yeah. yeah, I think so. I think he lost well, he it. lost it to Eddie Edwards, but the, who did uh, Rich Swan beat? Eddie Edwards. He beat Eddie Edwards. I believe it was Eddie Edwards. I thought it was Eric Young. It might. I don't. I know. I we, we don't keep up with Impact like that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to watch. I know when Gallows and Anderson debuted in Impact, Eddie Edwards won the world title, and that was back in the summer. So I know they said Eric Young had won it. 
That might have been after that then. But. It might have been. For of all people, why why would uh, Rich Swan? I like Swan. I didn't. I like Swan. I didn't. At all. But then you know, he re-signed with WWE on the NXT brand in yeah. 2018. Mm-hmm. EC3 did. You know, and then <clears throat> he made a bit of an impact in NXT becoming a main the main star. I don't think he ever won the title, though. I don't think he did. They called him up to the main roster, and that's when you saw his WWE career. I know he a was. The second time, just go downhill. Yeah. I know he was like in the North American, you know, ladder yeah, match uh-huh. and all that. Yeah, the title. He was in that ladder match. Um, but they, they really did. Uh, they really dropped the ball with him. Oh yeah, definitely. He could have been their top guy. Yeah, he they, he he was a guy they could have they they could have uh, done something with. But you know, I guess now in the coming months, just see if he's on a stick with Ring of Honor and sign with them officially or <coughs> what his next move is be. I think Ring of Honor would be best for him right now at the moment, at the current And one thing I haven't moment, heard I anybody mention, the, one thing I have not heard anybody mention, Yeah. would New Japan be an option for him? I don't think he would I don't, I don't, I don't think he would see work it happening, too well. but it's not something that has it's something that hasn't His style, his his style wouldn't wouldn't do too well for him in Japan. Oh, really? Yeah. And that's nothing against EC3 because I like the guy. It's just two different it's two, two different styles. Yeah. It I don't think EC3 um is that physical of a of a competitor. No, I think he likes a slower pace. Yeah, he's not that I don't think he would be too suited for the for the more real, you know, the more realistic, you know, style yeah. that Japan has, the more, you know, the strong style, the fighting spirit stuff, you know, the because well, you've seen some of those matches, some of that stuff they're act, they're legitimately like hitting, yeah, each other. yeah, they're they're doing some stuff that can cause a lot of <laughs> a lot of pride. You know, I can't see EC3 being in a fist fight with Suzuki or, yeah. or, or Ishii or somebody like that. Now, granted, I think him and Okada could have some pretty decent matches. I think so. But I, just, I don't think his style would translate too well to that. All right, well, as I said, it'll be interesting to see where he goes from yeah. here. But I think Ring of Honor is his best bet, and I'm interested to see how that goes. Yeah, I think... That say, he's be, gonna be that guy if he does to the ring of honor. Yep, he's gonna be the guy to carry that. Position. Oh yeah, because there's there's a few guys there that I think he'd have good feuds with, and I'm interested to see how that works. Yeah, me too. I think him and Jay Lethal would be an awesome feud. <laughs> Speaking of awesome feuds, right? Yeah, there is a former. Well, I say former. What, former two, WWE yeah, wrestler. Former WWE wrestler. Former. Yeah, former UFC fighter, MMA fighter. He's an Impact Hall of Famer now. Yep. Former NWA world champion. Yeah, this guy, he thinks him and Goldberg are being awesome. Yeah. Where else around the world you've been, uh, you face a lot of people. Is there a dream opponent or someone that you can say that that's one person that I would like to compete or, uh, however you take that question, one person you can say in pro wrestling that, that comes to mind when you think of a dream match? 
Yeah, wrestling is real easy for me. It was Goldberg. Um, you know, I just felt like um, his character meshed a lot with who I am. And I thought it would have been a really great match for us to be able to. And he worked pretty stiff. So I would have been. It would have, I thought we would have had a great match. So, but, um, uh, you know, unfortunately, he was in the other organization at the time. And uh, we weren't able to do that match. But, and I still have confidence someday we might be able to get that one done. I, I've, I've always said it, you know, I think Goldberg, uh, his character, his style, all of that with my style, man. It would have been, I think it would have been a really, really good match. That is actually a really interesting one. As soon as you said his name, I felt like a, like a light go off in my head. Goldberg and Ken Shamrock, uh, very, very similar in a sense. Uh, aggressive fighters. I, I'd pay to see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I definitely think, uh, that's definitely not off the table. There's still, like you said, a chance that that can happen. And I think, I think personally that may happen. That sounds like a really, that sounds like a marquee match to me. Yeah. It would be, like I said, it's one of those ones I'd love to have. Obviously it's not to say is that, you know, other guys that I would have loved to have been able to go in with like, you know, Hulk Hogan or, or uh, Scott Hall, or Kevin Nash, I mean, I could go on. There's a lot of guys out there that I, I would have loved to be able to work with. Uh, but as far as styles, you know, of, of really meshing and working, I think that Goldberg is one of the ones that would be right at the top. Yeah. No, like I said, that would be a, uh, a dream match in a sense for, for you, but also the fans too. And I think he'd probably have some uh, interest in that as well. I think that would be a good yeah. Yeah, Wilbur's a tough guy, man. You look at the way he, his matches, man. He's very aggressive, and that's my style. Yeah. Still competing at a high level like you, so I definitely think that uh, that one is not off the table for And we're talking about the world's most dangerous man. Ken Shamrock. Yes, sir. I was, you don't think he's a little old? To... In their prime, it would have been good. But he's talking about now. Yeah, he now, not, still got now not so much because Shamrock's – Almost 60. Yeah. Goldberg is only maybe a couple years younger than him. And Goldberg, he's having a hard time moving around. As yeah, well, in the last few times Goldberg's wrestled, he's knocked himself silly and gave himself concussions. Like headbutting the post and shit. Damn doors. And... and then he almost killed The Undertaker a couple years ago with that botched yeah, jackhammer. Yeah. Where he dropped him on top of his head, literally. So, I think... In like in '98, when both those guys were at their peak physically, probably would have been. been awesome. Um, but Goldberg would have been at Shamrock's mercy because at that time Shamrock was definitely the veteran compared to Goldberg. Mm-hmm. But Most um, but and I but I see where Shamrock's coming from because Goldberg is known to work snug. Yeah, and Shamrock does the same way. And believe it or not, they actually do have more similar styles than people probably realize as far as their pro wrestling style goes. That's why he um, said he felt like they would mesh together so well yeah. and be able to put on a good, fluid It wouldn't match. be a long match. That would be like no. a 10-minute match because that would just be balls to the wall. You know, Yeah. that maybe. would just be wide open. Uh, so I don't know how that, Shamrock wrestles, but I know Goldberg now. He's more, he's a little slower. Well, Shamrock, you know, Shamrock incorporated a lot of his MMA stuff into his style, but he was a, you know, 
he could be he could do the fast paced he could do slow you know he could and he was very technical obviously because he was a legitimate submission fighter yeah you know but Shamrock style like I said was more of a brawler but but also had the wrestling ability with it well, I was listening to a podcast earlier today yeah. and they were talking about some of the issues he had with WWE why he left. Yeah. He Shamrock, said, you know, he yeah. was billed as the world's most dangerous man. He built up a reputation fighting well, and, MMA. Well, see, and that was his nickname and when he was fighting. that That's yeah. what they called him, you know. Yeah, he's like, you know, I built that name. Yeah. And then he goes to yeah. WWE, and after a while, they start having him lose. Mm-hmm. More often than not, he's like, yeah. you know, now you're making me look silly. Well, it, because I'm supposed in, to be this world's most dangerous man, and you're having me lose every week. At one time, they were... Pushing him up, he was intercontinental champion. Mm-hmm. You know, he had had and, and he was part of um, well, he was part of the corporation with McMahon and Triple H yeah. and all them. He was part of that group. He was one of the bodyguards, you know, for Mc, for the McMahons and Triple H. You know, it was him and Big Boss Man. You know, they were like they were the muscle. They were the yeah. you know they were the, the the heavy the bodyguards. You know, he had a good spot. He was an upper mid card guy. You know, you know what I'm saying. He was just below the main event. He wasn't. It wasn't like he was the curtain jerker. You know. Yeah. He was pretty pretty well established. So what happened that made them kill that push? I'm not really sure. I don't know if it was just a difference in opinion on, you know, how he should go if, yeah. he, if he just didn't agree with what they wanted to do. Or if I don't know if he pissed somebody off. You know what I'm saying? Like Selena Vega. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she pissed off McMahon and they released her, what, <coughs> yesterday? Yeah. Two days ago? Yeah, well, you saw what happened with that, right? Yeah. Mm. We're going to be talking about that next week because yeah. I feel like that's going to WWE develop. might be in some trouble. Because that situation is yeah. going to develop here. That's what I said. McMahon and WWE weeks. might be in hot water on that one. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but now, in their prime, that would have been. I think that would have been okay. But now, hell no, because Goldberg might accidentally kill Shamrock. <laughs> you might want to tell Shamrock that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we're gonna play an excerpt from another podcast. You know, that has this interview. Yeah, where we'll, Shamrock was guest and yep. did that interview. Yeah. And then we'll, you know, we'll post a comment, you know, mm-hmm. a link for it. You know, on the pages. Yep. So that way y'all can look up the whole podcast yeah. for yourselves There's if you a, like. There is a video for it, so if you want to check that out, we'll have that up for you. Yeah, you know, and the name of this podcast is called The Angle. Yeah. And the host's name is Joey Carney. Okay. Did I said that right? Joey okay. Carney? Uh, he had a pretty good interview with Shamrock, and it went on for the better part of about an hour. But you got to admit, for his age, he's in pretty damn good shape. Yeah, well, if you watch this video, you see his video, Shamrock, even though he's almost sixty years old, damn good shape. He's still in pretty damn good shape. I'd be scared to step in across the <laughs> ring from him. At one time, he was one of the most feared fighters in the world. I can believe it. At one time, he uh, he might still he be now. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the guy. Yeah, fucking solid. No, at one time he was he, he was at the very near the very top of the fighting world. Uh, speaking of, about you know another person that was once on top of the wrestling world, yes. but now he's just like kind of yeah. The, now he's rotting in jail like the piece of shit he is. Kind of on the top of the court cases. <laughs> oh, you know, Del Rio just can't stay out of the news here lately. You uh, know, and this is this this just blows my mind. So he's locked up 
for all just the horrible fucked up shit he did to his now ex. Uh-huh. You know. So then Paige comes out who went, there was a very well known, very well documented, you know, bad relationship with those two. Yeah. Well, Paige comes out and it, this is on another podcast. I and believe. this was just this past week. She comes, I believe it, it was either just a regular interview or a podcast. I don't remember which, but she came out and basically just said, yeah, he did the same stuff to me. Yeah, would confine her for hours at a right, time which and is, abuse her. Which and... pretty much everything that that woman had said had said that, she, that he did, Paige said, yeah, that's the same thing he did to me. But now this guy in his bout of infinite wisdom decides it's a good idea to sue Paige for defamation of character. Uh, you kind of did that yourself, though, buddy. Yeah. You're already locked up for doing the exact same shit to your current to your most current ex, but it's but you're gonna try to sue the other ex for saying the same thing. Yeah, and here's the other thing too. No, along with that, Del Rio knows even tried to say that he didn't do that to her, but she did it to him. Right. Yeah. He tried to say yeah. Like, what the to fuck? Him. You know, in a quote that. I got from that article that mm-hmm. I was reading that you had sent me. Yeah. Yeah, this is what Dario, Del Rio, he responded with this and his quote, it was the other way around. I have the evidence, not just words. I would say Rhea, that's Paige's yeah, real name. Yeah, real name, yeah. He, he'd be like, why? Why are you doing this? And I'm not calling you Paige because you were never Paige to me. You were Rhea. Yeah. Why would you hurt me in a moment like this? Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, so I don't understand... The guy's crazy. He kind of just dug his own grave. The guy's, and, the guy's crazy. He kind of dug yeah. his own grave, so now he's just trying to get whatever yeah, I mean, now, type of noise he can. To, yeah, well, well, now I know why Paige's brother came over from England and fucking stabbed Del Rio. <laughs> People like that, they kind of need it. You know, you know you're fucked up when you make when you you make your girlfriend's brother from the other side of the world come over just to stab you <laughs> right yeah you know you're 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 a real piece of shit when that's going on well, he's stop beating women that's the yeah. thing i can tell you know if you were just talking about shamrock you know del rio used to be an mma fighter too well, how'd that work out and one him? of my favorite moments was when mirko krokop kicked his fucking head into the fifth row <laughs> in japan in like a minute yeah, he's kind of like a cm punk in that field kind of just needs to <laughs> Del, well, Del Rio was a better fighter than Punk, but... <laughs> oh, it sounds like they were about to say. No, Del Rio did win some fights. Did he? Yeah, he did win a few, but... Just when you're up against a legitimate fighter... You know... Not gonna fare too well. Yeah, and he yeah he got his head kicked into the third row... By a guy who's known for kicking people's heads into the third row. <laughs> Fifth row. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was glorious. It was all shin to the side of the head. Jeez. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. it's beautiful. So when I see these things about Del Rio, I just imagine that in my head. <laughs> that, yeah. What'd you get, motherfucker? And then, <laughs> and then you got beat by an old retired Tito Ortiz last year too. So that there's that. Time there. Yeah. Instead, he got beat, so now he started beating on women. <laughs> That's about how it went. 
and and it I it sucks because he's the son and nephew of two legends of lucha libre, but. Uh, yeah, his, his father. That whole reputation now. You, you know, his uncle is is Mill Masker is probably the most famous luchador in the world mm-hmm. of all time. The only one that comes close is Rey Mysterio Jr. Um, and then his dad, you know, Mill Masker's his brother Dos Caras, who's also uh, like a top five lucha legend. You know. You know, that's how that's how you honor your family. You do fuck shit like that. <laughs> I think he's gonna be in jail for. A yeah, while well, now. they said what he's getting. He's got like a minimum of like what twenty years. If if I think so. Like if if it if if they call it proven guilty, which it looks to me like it is. Um, wasn't that what they said? He had a minimum of twenty years if he's charged. Yeah, yeah, minimum of twenty, but they say it could go, go up, up to, to life. life. Yeah, a life sentence ain't but sixty, sixty-five years. Yeah, but still. But he, either way, if he's, he's, char- he's if, in there now. If he's charged, it's a minimum twenty years, yeah. and he's what forty something years old. Is he that old? Yeah, he. He's I thought that he was in thirties. No, no, he's older than that. Dang. But still, so he's pretty much done. Like he's just, his life's gone. Pretty much. Which somebody like that. I, I, I have no sympathy for that. Uh-uh. You know, you do fucked up shit, that's what you get. Pretty much. You know, but the fact that he's even trying to, to sue Paige is just... Desperate, it, really. It, yeah, you're... you Well, it is desperate, but now you've just totally... You've just totally finished and off everything, whatever slither you might have had. You've just, yeah, it's gone. Ladies and gentlemen, this bout set for one fall with a 60-minute time limit is for the TNT Championship. From Seattle, Washington, weighing 173 pounds, Derby Allen. Great wins. How about that? Red hot. And his opponent. Accompanied to the ring by the Nightmare family from Atlanta, Georgia. Weighing 227 pounds, he is the reigning and defending TNT champion. The Prince of Pro Wrestling. The American Nightmare, Cody. Now that we returned from our little break and I just put a hoodie on, I started getting a little cold. You know, let's talk about <laughs> another guy who's really pushing his family legacy. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's start, trying. He's trying to push his family's legacy. He finally just got his last name back. Which I never understood that. Uh, how, <laughs> you know, how could Dustin go by Dustin Rhodes, but Cody couldn't go by that Cody Rhodes? That didn't make Rhodes. any sense to me. Did you ever notice that Dustin was always Dustin Rhodes? Yeah. There was never a problem. But Cody, Cody couldn't use the last Cody name. Rhodes. But, you know, this, I think it was this past weekend. It was last week. Last week? It was last week. Yeah. He, um, At full gear. 
they actually announced him again as Cody Rhodes. But there's still, from my understanding, there's still some limits on how he can use the name, mm-hmm. from my understanding. But as far as things like that, there's no... No limits. He can use it any he You know, as far as that goes, he can use it, but... But right. what? But but what I did see, since they gave him the rights to the name back, he dropped all the, they dropped all the stuff for the uh, for the um, the show names and all yeah, that. For, I guess they kind of made like uh, a trade. Yeah, they made a deal. They gave him the name back, and he dropped all the all the um, WCW name rights. Yeah, well, all the like bunkhouse stampede, spring stampede, yeah. and bash it. He he dropped all those suits. I guess that was the deal. Yeah. They gave him the name. He he killed the other stuff, and now they're... Yeah, because WWE, they didn't file a cancellation notice for the yeah, name yeah, they... until November 2nd. Yeah. You know, and now they're listing that filing for Cody Rhodes in WWE's mm-hmm. books. They're listing that as dead, while Cody, he's got a lot of filing for him hmm. now, so he, he's able to use that name yeah. however he wants. You know, because... They've, WWE has had that name trademarked mm. since 2009. Yeah. You know, then they had to reapply for the the naming rights again, and they missed the deadline. Yeah. So that's when Cody tried applying for it again. Well, and that, well, that's how Cody got Bash at the Beach, you know, because the trademark had run out on that, and WWE never, um, never reissued it. Yeah. So that's how he was able to get that name earlier this year. He snuck in under him and, and bought it, you know. Uh, he tried to do the same thing with his name. Yeah. And he almost you know, succeeded with that, but then WWE applied for the trademark again. Mm-hmm. And then why asked why they were late on reapplying for that trademark? They listed COVID as the main reason. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was, saw that. that they, so I think that was just kind of a more being kind of... Spiteful yeah, more than really. They were just stalling the the process. Pretty much. Really. That's all that was, and it's not the first time they've done that to someone. Yeah. So it's just their normal practice. But either way, you know, like I said, they made that trade off pretty uh, much. Yeah. So Cody's able to use his name again. Yep. He dropped all the trademark filings for the show names and pay per view names, and they gave him his name back, which. I never understood that because Dustin and Cody are the ones that should have the rights to that name. Should. You know, WWE doesn't own a person. Oh, they like to think they do, though. Yeah, if they do, which is hilarious considering those guys are independent contractors and technically... Don't... Aren't owned by anybody. Yeah, but... That's WWE for you. That's a conversation for another time, and that conversation will come up because there's a lot that can be said on that, too. And it will be brought up next week. Yeah. Live on Big Bang. Yeah, actually, there's a current event that ties into that right now. So next week, we're going to discuss all that and the independent contractors and everybody else that's weighing in from former Democratic presidential candidates. And and then the, um, the president, what was it, the president of the labor union? Is now getting involved. Yeah, so, so that's about to become a real big thing. Yeah, yeah. So that just came out today. I th- it was either today or yesterday. Today. I think it was. Today. Yeah, yeah. I think it was today that the president of that labor union, he's he contacted Vega directly. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's getting involved. So that's gonna turn. That looks like it's gonna turn into a a, a pretty big thing here soon. Yeah, so. with the type of work they do, they should be able to have insurance and things like yeah. of that nature instead and, of providing and, and for their own. And that's something that they've that's been going on for years. That's there's cases of that going back to the NWA in the '80s. You know, um, I don't know if you do you remember Lex Luger? Yeah. He was one of the first guys to push for that benefits and health care oh, thing. Really? And right, yeah, he was one of the first ones to really push for that um, in the mainstream. He got canned yeah, too, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, he may not be the first one, but he's one of the first ones to be, you know, loud about it. You yeah. Know? So. But now they're all getting loud about it. Yeah. But, you know, I... I'm just happy to see that he's able to use his name now. We can start calling yep. him Cody Rhodes again. But it should have never. It should have never. It, it should have never. It should have never. Yeah, it should have. Cody and Dustin, you know, they should have always been the ones to have that name. But, it should have never gone to anybody else. It's just McMahon being McMahon. Pretty much. Yeah. But I'm sure he's going to tell us all about that on his uh, Netflix documentary. Yeah, that. That's going to be a pile of shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's going to be ridiculous. You know you know how much crap they're going to blow out of proportion or just completely lie about on that? You already know. But, you know, let's talk about some of the good and the bad from this week's wrestling real quick. <laughs> like, you go there's, first. There's a lot going on. <laughs> and there's my opinions. I'm sure you're yeah. going to have your own from what happened this week. <clears throat> I think the best match I saw this week came from AEW, and that was uh, Ray Phoenix and Penta El Cierro Middle from uh, the it was a rematch. Yeah, from on Dynamite. And that match, it the story they were telling behind it, and how like Eddie Kingston was getting mentally involved. Yeah. It tied in really good. I thought it was a great match because, like I said, the story it was telling. See, and I like Kingston. Kingston's good in the ring. I, uh, I used to be a very big fan of Pentagon, but until the last couple of years when he's changed his style. They, they, they you know, unmasked each other during that match. Yeah, and I don't... That, I didn't agree with that. I don't like that because, you know, one, they're luchadors, mm-hmm. and they are from Mexico, which you know that's where Lucha Libre yeah. originated, but that mask is sacred. Yeah, you know you don't mess with that mask. If you get unmasked, that's that's First a big deal. Your, that's that's the a, end of the career. See, well, and there's a thing: guys do get masked in Lucha, but it's it's a big deal when it happens. You know, it's 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 a thing. It's it's a big deal. Like when Doctor Wagner Jr., who's the son of the first major television star of lucha you know this guy was like the hulk hogan of mexico dr wagner jr was just a biggest star and when he got unmasked a few years a couple just a couple years ago that was a huge deal because nobody expected that to happen he put his mask on the line and he lost so now and see and that's the thing in lucha when you lose that mask you don't that's it you continue your career without a mask. You're that now. You're this other person. And that's it. And uh, you can pretty much, especially with uh, 
Pentagon, yeah, you could pretty much see his whole face. Well, it, he's been unmasked before by accident because of the fucking young bucks. Oh, really? And dumbasses. You don't remember that when Pentagon was on the ladder and what's his nuts accidentally ripped his mask off? Mm-mm. Oh, oh yeah, it was great. It was great because the camera was aimed right at Pentagon's head, and then I think I think it was Nick. I think it was Nick Jackson accidentally grabbed his mask and pulled it off. I didn't catch that. Literally, while Pentagon's face was in the middle of the of the screen. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, but then I'm gonna say the worst match from this week that I saw came from NXT. Uh, that North was it the North American title? No, match? it wasn't Cause... even that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even that. I don't know how it wasn't that. That was, that was a pretty bad match too. But Tony Storm and Candice LeRae. I just didn't think it was a great match, in my opinion, because you can see, I don't know what it is with Tony Storm, but I don't know if it's just ring rust or if she's just not that good, as everybody says she is. Yeah. But she just looks so sloppy. She does nothing for me. She looks sloppy in the ring. I mean, I Her moves are horrible. They said she does nothing for me. I don't dislike her. I don't like her either. You know what I'm saying? I'm just very indifferent with her. I used to like I used to be okay with Candice LeRae, but not so much anymore. So I don't know what's going on with that. Like, they're just kind of steadily declining. Right. Yeah, then, in your opinion, what was your... Well, my my favorite match of the week, I don't know if it counts because it technically happened last Saturday. Well, it counts since we didn't get to uh, go you know, from Power Struggle, and that was Minoru Suzuki and Shingo Takagi for the open weight title. Um, which those two, this, I think that was the third match they've had this year, you know, in the last couple of months. Yeah. You know, but those guys, they're, they're known for their hard hitting, you know, styles, just, just beating the shit out of each other. And that's all that, that whole match is just 15 minutes of just back and forth. Yeah. You know. Like Suzuki said about Lij and, and Takagi after they had their match at the G One, you know Suzuki said, "Well, at least one of y'all knows how to fight. I thought y'all just only just stood around trying to look cool." <laughs> he said, "At least one of y'all knows how to fight." <laughs> Talking about Shingo, you know, brutal. <laughs> well, it's Suzuki. He doesn't give a shit. Oh, murder, Grandpa! I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> But no, that was a great match, and Takagi won his belt back that he lost to Suzuki. So that was that was my favorite match, just because that was, you know, that was that uh, the strong style, you know. Yeah. So that was that was a good one. But now you like, what do you think was the worst so. match that you saw this week? <laughs> I'm sure you're gonna say it's gonna be AEW. <laughs> well, it's not just the match; it's just the whole. Angle the whole and the whole wrestler now, uh, of MJF. I'm sorry. You can say what you want. AEW has completely shit the bed on MJF. He was the best heel in wrestling until they effectively neutered him. Now it's Pat McAfee, but MJF. Yeah, but he, here's the thing. Okay, he's been feuding with Jericho, right? Kind of sort of. Yeah, they've had all this shit. They did that 
goofy, garbage, bullshit, dinner, theater shit. You know. Debonair. Yeah, whatever. His bullshit it was stupid. Even you couldn't watch that, and you love those guys. horrible. <laughs> you know. And then, okay, so MJF beats Chris Jericho, right? Mm-hmm. At full gear, okay? Then joins the inner circle. What fucking sense does that make? He said he wanted to join. Okay, why would you go through a feud with the leader of the group, beat him, then join the group, and not even take over the group yourself? That part didn't make sense to me. I thought he could have took the group over. That's my thing. If you're going to have him beat the leader, then join the group, why wouldn't he take over? Why would you just have him join the group just like another guy? It makes no sense whatsoever. Maybe there's it something in the works. It makes no sense. It's it's stupid. It might be something in the works it's coming up. It's stupid. And, and now, and here's what drives me crazy about this, is I'm sure there's AEW fans that thought it was great and it was wonderful, but those same people if saw that on WWE would shit all over it. And yeah. that, that's that's one other thing that aggravates the shit out of me with this. Yeah, because you know, they're, like they're they in a just, war, but they like, just, why don't you just enjoy the rest They just effectively killed MJF. MJF is now just another person in the shuffle. Yeah. He was the best heel in the company and the best heel in wrestling. Now he's just another guy. Uh, maybe. A, a non-wrestler is now the best heel in professional wrestling because the best heel in wrestling before him who was an actual wrestler now wants to play fucking grab ass and playhouse with with Chris Jericho. Somebody's salty. Yeah, because it's fucking stupid. Yeah, like, it's not wrestling. Yeah, much like you know, the best and worst matches that I picked out for this week... The spot and the botch of the week also came from the same shows. Yeah. Now, the best spot of this week <clears throat> came from AEW. And it was during that... Shut, shut up. <laughs> and it, it came from the bunkhouse match. And they, they ruined that too, but... You get shit on everything AEW does. Well, they make it easy. <laughs> but that guitar, um, the shot to the head with the guitar... Yeah. From Blade to QT Marshall. Mm-hmm. I thought that was probably one of the better spots. Yeah. It's something simple, but it's not really something you get to see a whole lot of anymore. If so, you don't know who Jeff Jarrett is, it's not. <laughs> well, I mean, like, <laughs> even like headshots, you know, hitting them in the head with the shit, you know, they don't do that anymore. Oh, that's true, but. And so that was just kind of a big sim- symbolic thing to me. Yeah, but. That's why I picked that as my favorite spot from this week. Plus, just that whole match turned out to be a huge bloody mess. Yeah, by accident. Dude got fucked up for real. <laughs> Either way, it was still a decent match. Dude, man, uh, we have very different opinions on good matches. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you hate anything that's not from Japan? No, no, because there's plenty of shit from Japan I hate, too. Yeah, no, there's quite a bit. <laughs> Yeah. But the botch from this week also came from NXT. 
Yeah. And this was in a match between. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a cruiserweight title I know match. What you're talking about. Between Jake Atlas and um, yeah. Santos Escobar. Yeah. Oh, Escobar there. Uh... What? Which one was it that goofed up on the. Jake Atlas. Okay, I had it. A... See, that's why you need to watch this stuff. I did watch it, I just had the names mixed up. <laughs> and Jake Atlas, he was already outside of the ring. He runs yeah. in the ring and tries to hit a. Um, Tope Suicida. Yeah, he just tried to do a regular suicide dive. Yeah. And I don't know what the fuck I he think did. What, but, what it looked like to me is like his foot caught onto the rope. Well, it didn't he? I don't know because it looked like he just almost flopped through the yeah, rope. Yeah, it did. So I, I, I don't know if he if he caught the mat. You know, like his foot caught the mat. You know what I'm saying? Or, I'm thinking it caught the or rope. Or what? But he, he, yeah, he definitely, that did not go right. It didn't. Good thing he didn't hurt himself, but... Yeah, and Escobar still tried to sell it. Yeah, I don't know. That's always hilarious to me when the guy... When they clearly miss, but the guy's still trying to... <laughs> like, trying to figure out how yeah. to sell it and rolls with it. And... Like, you remember when Mark Henry totally missed Batista, and then Batista flew all the way across yeah. the ring? <laughs> like, shit like that, you know? They try. I mean, he tried. He tried to cover for him, but there was no covering. Not that. on that. Uh-uh. He 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 did try. He tried to. He tried to. You know, still tried to catch him, but it wasn't no saving that one. So now, in your opinion, what was your spot and botch of the week? Well, well, the bot. My botch of the week was the MJF thing. That whole thing was just, you know, that, that that whole thing. But uh. But my 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 spot of the week was Kenta completely obliterating Tanahashi with the briefcase at Power Struggle. He destroyed his briefcase on just beating the hell out of somebody else. Yeah, he he just just totally destroyed it over on some guy's head. God. And uh, somebody made the comment by time uh <laughs> by time Wrestle Kingdom comes around, Kenta's briefcase is just gonna be a handle. Oh God. <laughs> But yeah, he completely obliterated dude with that cave. No, he completely caved in the whole, like he completely broke the whole panel. God. Like it's... He was hitting him for real. He actually split the hole. Like there's a hole in the briefcase. Santa's mad because he took his lunch money. (laughs) I don't know what that was about, but he fucking made sure dude knew what happened. (laughs) He he made sure guy knew he wasn't playing around. Mm. But... Yeah, I just thought that was hilarious. By the time he faces Moxley's briefcase, it's going to be the handle. <laughs> so, now we come to our favorite part of the show. Yeah, where we get to recommend some matches for y'all to watch. And I think this time I'm going to let you go first. Well, okay. Well, since we're in November and it's, you know, Thanksgiving season, we're coming up on that. This this week, my this month actually, all month, my picks are going to be from... NWA Starcade um, from those events before. See when 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 Starcade was with NWA, it was always on Thanksgiving. When it switched to WCW, it went to December. But but for NWA, it was always the Thanksgiving. It was the original Thanksgiving tradition before Survivor <laughs> Series. Um, but my match, my pick for this week is the very first. Starcade from 1983, and it's called A Flare for the Gold. 
And it's a re it's a match but it's a cage match between Harley Race, who was the NWA world champion, against Ric Flair, and Flair wins the title back in this match. I feel like I've seen that match. And before. it's 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 just a great tr- old style of cage. It's and it's a traditional cage match where there's no escaping. If you escape, you lose. If you leave the cage, you lose. It's a fight to the finish. There's no you know, no DQ, none of that. You come in, you know, you you pin or you submit. That's it. There's no. I think the only reason they added the escape in there is to kind of protect. Well, it's. I'm sorry, but it. It's the point of the cage match is you stay in the cage yeah. like that's, you know. But. I think they kind of did just protect the guys. I don't like the lost. escape rule. I don't either. I don't like, but this, if you want to see a traditional, you know, fight to the finish cage match, this is one of the be- better ones. You know, if you're not familiar with Harley Race. Um, legend. Absolute legend. One of the greatest ever. You know, he was so good at everything he did. He could make anybody look like a million bucks. He could, he, he could do anything. He could talk. He could work. He could do it all. You know, and then he was against, you know, a, a man that a lot of people consider to be the greatest wrestler of all time, you know, Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. You have two of the absolute all-time greats in a world title match. You know, in in the, in my opinion, the best period of pro wrestling ever. Yeah. And it's one of the first, and this show is one of the first mega events in wrestling. You know, this was really one of the first true like mega shows, like a WrestleMania. That's what everybody or, was like know. really into professional wrestling. Oh yeah, and, and then back then in '83, that was huge. Yeah, that was big deal. It was big business. From then all the way up to the Attitude Era. Yeah, yeah. But really, when yeah. it hit the ruthless aggression era, it started phasing. Pretty much out. by the time the early 2000s, it was already dropping Going off. Down, it, yeah. it was the late '90s was pretty much the peak. And yeah. then it just, you know, well, it was the second peak. The 80s was a, you know, that was especially the early and mid 80s. But, yeah. but that match, it's a, it's a, you know, if you've, if you're a Ric Flair fan, it's a must watch. If you've never seen Harley Race, it's a perfect example of what he was capable of, what kind of, per, you know, wrestler he was. And he, and he was technically, he was an old man by this point, but he was still, still, he was still matches. having great matches so I want to say I've seen that match before I'm not 100% positive I yeah. think I have I now want to go back and recheck it yeah and we will post links for these matches yes. too so it's just so y'all can see these matches we were talking about on our Facebook about. page the, we will post links for these matches these, so these, the links will be posted on Facebook Instagram yeah. Twitter mm-hmm. so feel free you're more than welcome to follow us or Subscribe to a YouTube yes. channel or even follow us on, like I said, Twitter, social Facebook, me- social Instagram. social medias. And yeah. So what's your pick for a match this week? I picked, you know, since we were on the subject of, you know, Cody Rhodes and mm-hmm. Chris Jericho, I picked a match that they uh, put on at full gear last year yeah. for the world title. Yep. Cody's only world title shot there. Yeah. But now he's, since he's on by Cody Rhodes. Yeah. No, he might get another shot. <laughs> <laughs> He's that a whole is, different person. Now. That slight name <laughs> yeah. change does it. 
the, the, the stipulation was only for Cody, not for Cody Rhodes. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. But the stipulation for this for going into this match yeah. was that if Cody lost, yeah, he was not allowed to challenge for the world title ever again. Yep. For AEW. But then you know, at this time Chris Jericho he was aligned with the inner circle. Yeah. And Cody well, I mean, was. He's the leader, so. And then you know, uh, Cody he was with MJF. Well, at that time, um, MJ Cody was kind of acting like a big brother slash mentor to MJF. So, yeah. Yeah, MJ. That's when MJF was playing possum and pretending to be a good guy. Mm-hmm. And. Let me see how that turned out. Um, overall, it was a great match. Yeah, there was one spot in the match. Yeah, pretty gnarly. Uh, Cody got a little ahead of himself. Yeah, went for a suicide dive through the ropes, but yeah. instead of hitting Jericho, he it's, crashed into the entrance yeah, ramp. Yeah, face first. Yeah, nasty collision with that entrance yeah, ramp and split busted his, his head yeah, wide open. Split his face open on the damn. That looked rough. And well, and if you watch, if you look at it, like I said, he got a little ahead of himself because Jericho was not quite ready for him yet. Yeah. When he made that dive, if you watch when he makes that dive, Jericho actually had his back to him. Yeah. And I he saw just, that. And he just happened to real quickly catch him like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. I caught Literally, that. by the time Jericho turned around, Cody's Cody, face planted yeah. on the mat. So he he got a little ahead of himself there. Uh, but no, I will say for AEW that was overall a a pretty decent match. But unfortunately, if after the botch, it does kind of fall apart a little bit. Eh, for a short while, it kind of it kind of got a little scattered after that. By the end, they mostly brought it back together. But yeah, because but I will say Jericho it, had Cody and Cody's covered in blood. Had Cody in the lion tamer. Yeah, he got like the yeah, old school lion yeah, not tamer. Not the walls. He had the lion tamer, the original, where he puts his knee on their head yeah, yeah. and he holds them back. There was no way he, Cody yeah. was getting out of that. And yeah. MJF saw that. So that's, that's when MJF literally threw in the towel. Yeah, yep. Threw in the towel, uh, surrendering the match because Cody wasn't going to be able to do anything after that. No. And then he took Cody to Dick Kick City. Yeah. Yeah, MJF, you know, after the loss, they're, they're in the he, ring he, talking. MJF's acting like he's begging for Cody's yeah. forgiveness. Cody tells him it's all right. And then it's a swift kick to the balls. Yep. Dick Kick City, here we go. You know, then that moment, they really solidified a major heel turn in AEW for MJF. Well... MJF was already a heel. He was just pretending to be a good guy. Yeah, but that really sent... He was already being... You know, like... Because I don't know if you remember, he kind of joined Cody to make it look like, okay, I'm going to be a good guy now. I'm not going to be this... I'm not going to be this asshole, this snotty punk Mm -hmm. anymore. I'm turning myself around. But it was all a ruse, obviously. Yeah. But, like, that really, that's what sent everybody over the top and made, really made them hate MJF. And because at the time, Cody was kind of, like I said before, acting, Cody was the top guy in well, the company. Well, but with MJF, their relationship, like I said, he was kind of acting like big brother, mentor, mentor kind of, yeah. you know. But, you know, again, that match was from Full Gear 2019. And mm-hmm. as we said, all right, the links for these matches will be posted yeah. all over our social media. Yeah. 
I think really that kind of wraps up. That covers it up for this week. Yeah, next week we're gonna we're gonna hit on the independent contractor status for WWE. Yeah, because that's that looks like this week that's gonna turn into some big stuff. Yeah, so we'll have Uh, all the latest news on that. So also tomorrow starts the World Tag League and Best of Super Juniors. That's right. So by next week we'll have some have some early results on that. Yeah. So yeah, we got Survivor Series coming up. Yep, that's on the way. Um, we're gonna touch on that next week. Mm-hmm. So there's starting to pick up here again. We're starting. To yeah, it's getting of, into that busy season yep. now. Yep. So we're gonna have a. I think we're gonna have a lot of content coming up here soon, and uh, so and we also got a surprise episode coming up for y'all too. So that's right. We got a we got a special Thanksgiving episode for y'all coming up too. So. With that being said, everybody, thank you all for watching. I'm Nick. I'm Marcus. Out. Test, 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 test,